TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show and a big show lined up for you. A lot of University of Miami football talk coming up on the show. Don Bailey Jr., my broadcast partner. Also joining us on the show, Hurricanes running back Mark Fletcher as the Canes get ready for the Pinstripe Bowl and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. We'll talk recruiting with Steve Wiltfong from 247 Sports. All that's coming up here on the show. And then in hour number two, University of Miami basketball, Cody Kimball and Katie Meyer will be with us. So a busy, busy show coming up for you here tonight. We'll kick things off with my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr. Don, good evening. How are you? Doing great, Joe, and uh, looking forward to going to New York next week. We're about what, eight or nine days away from uh, playing the Rutgers Scarlet Knights at Yankee Stadium. I'm very excited about it. Yep, uh, we got a lot of recruiting stuff going on. We've got guys flipping. It's like a, a pancake breakfast. Guys flipping here, <laughs> guys flipping there. Uh, that's the new world of college football. We got transfer portal. We got early recruiting. We've got a uh, jam-packed calendar is what we have in December. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, these these college coaches these days, I mean, you get done with the season and it is wide open, full steam ahead. It's like you're busier from the, the end of the uh, end of November until uh, the till tomorrow. The, what would that be? The 20th of December. These guys have been going 100 miles an hour all over the country they're recruiting their own team, recruiting next year's team, uh, recruiting high school players. It's just uh, nonstop, and uh, it's just uh, it's hard to believe what it's turned into. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like Fletcher is going to have some company in the backfield next season, so that's good. Uh, Mark Fletcher is going to be on the show with us in a couple of minutes, and uh, what an impressive freshman season he had: 512 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, two 100, two 100 yard games, really physical running back, and looking forward to watching him in the pinstripe bowl against uh, Rutgers. Yeah, Joe, you know, when, when he runs the football, he, he runs with such authority, and he's a guy that can do everything. I, I was, I think, one of our shows with Coach Cristobal uh, that they were doing for uh, for television, you know, the, the big conversation is what does Mark do without the ball? And that's you know, about what a great blocker he is and, and how he's developed into that. And then, you know, the, the run that he had to win the football game. And he's just physical. And he's and he, the biggest thing that, that I love about him, you know, he's a, he's a diehard Miami fan. I mean, he, he loves playing for the University of Miami. He's glad to be in his hometown. But he's also very, very productive. And, 
you know, he brought a, a different element as far as size goes to that position this year. You know, I was um, taking a look at some of the running back uh, numbers today, and uh, uh, going to the bowl game, Miami's going to have Fletcher, Parrish, Allen, Johnson. I don't know about Trevante Citizen, but uh, so you're going to have one, two, three, four. You had five during the season. Uh, Cheney, of course, moved on uh, to Louisville. But one of the things that steps uh, jumps out at me is A.J. Allen had four, did not place. Mark Fletcher had four, did not place. Henry Parrish had two, did not plays, and two games where really he didn't play. So I guess my point would be physical position, you need a lot of guys as we saw this season. Well, I, I think that you go back to August or, you know, for us, July, the conversations that were had with, with Shannon Dawson and actually even in the spring is that it, it is a, a, a position by committee, and thank God it is. And, I mean, there's, there's plenty of, of carries in this offense uh, for everybody. And the way that you – like you just talked about, what we, so probably there's – what is that, 8, 10, 12, uh, if you combine two, there's, you know, 14 missed games between those guys, thereabouts. And and you never know what's going to happen. And it was a rotation amongst the group. So you, you need that, that stable of running backs. I think that, um, you know, the fact that – I think they're going to do pretty good tomorrow. I think yep. they'll, you know, they'll get one guy, possibly two, and, and there's room for everybody. And – and it's it's today's game, I think, at least at the University of Miami, they're going to build the offense around, you know, a physical running game, and it paid off this year, and I think it's just the wave of the future. Yeah, you need these guys, and I think uh, players should look at it as, man, where am I going where there's going to be some help so I don't have to be the only guy to take the punishment because uh, mm-hmm. you can't make it through, I don't think, with one guy. You, you have to be pretty special to make it through. Um with one player. Miami gets ready for Rutgers. Practice has started. Okay, so here's a, a little insight to uh, for our audience. Um, I want to talk about Rutgers and Miami and where they are right now. Uh, a lot of moving parts for the University of Miami uh, because oh, yeah. of uh, transfers and opt-outs and this and that. So um, we do a lot of work going into a game, right? You and I, we do a lot of studying going into a game. And the the, oh, yeah. the place where the place where I normally start is a place where nobody would ever think you would start, and I learned this a long time ago, and that is with the backup quarterback. <laughs> because let me know when you, know, you find one. <laughs> if you know if you know who the backup quarterback is, then you're 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 prepared, and um, so I think for the University of Miami, <laughs> there's only one reason I bring it up. <laughs> it's Jeff George's son. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the, the Jeff George that that was supposed to come to the University of Miami, yes, if my memory there, is correct. There, there are probably not a whole lot of people that even remember that story. That's why I find it comical. So, yeah, well, Jay and George. You re- I remember it, but you remember all of it. I remember uh, the headline. You remember all of it. I remember it, and he wasn't, you know... Uh, people were angry when he left. Maybe he was like the original transfer portal person. I don't know. 
at any rate, there are a lot of moving parts. I thought that was a funny sidebar. Uh, you might make the argument that Rutgers is the more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, complete team at this point because they've had fewer defections. So they come into this game, um, they're a hard-nosed physical team. Uh, they don't have all the answers. They don't have all the parts. Um, Greg Ciano is trying to find different ways to win the game, and that is pretty simple. Run the ball, try to stop the run, and then affect the game, get an advantage in special teams. That's their three things. And really, special teams, they gain a pretty good advantage. They put a lot of work into their special teams. Well, they do, and, you know, um, you and I are both fortunate to have known Greg when he was at Miami in, what was it, 1999 and 2000. And, you know, it took you about all the 10 minutes to realize that he was going to be a head coach someday. And he's a guy that has done a great job at Rutgers. I I really believe that they're going to continue to be successful. Uh, You look at the record that they have this year, they really won every single game that they were supposed to win. And that's a a big accomplishment, especially in that conference. And and they gave, uh, you know, Ohio State some problems. They gave Michigan some problems. They they gave some teams some problems. And – and they're getting better, and you can see what he's doing. I mean, they're going to play. They're going to. They've got one of the best defenses in the conference. Period. So they they're top ten defense overall, and and, and excel in many categories. Offensively, you know, they've got uh, an eleven hundred yard rusher, and a quarterback that's going to give you as much problem as anybody being a dual threat guy. And they're just getting. They're a big offensive line, and they're. You see, you see exactly what he's trying to to do again. You know, he was there and, and got him to a couple bowl games back-to-back and did the impossible and then, you know, went to the National Football League and then went to Ohio State and was a defensive coordinator, and he did a phenomenal job there. And this is a big deal for Rutgers, and it's got to be a big deal for Miami, Joe. I mean, one in ten in bowl games is not real fun. Yeah. Manungai, their, uh, their leading rusher, led the Big Ten in rushing – uh, had a really nice season for them, uh, five 100-yard games, uh, six 100-yard games, ran for 143 yards against Virginia Tech. Uh, defensively, they're going to sell out to stop the run, 11th in pass defense, held eight opponents to 100, under 200 yards and five under 150 passing yards, 19th in total defense. Jakari Brown will be the starter for Miami. What's interesting about him is, and we, we know that he's working on his passing game, of all the players on the field, he might be the most dynamic runner in the game. And uh, Wimsett, their quarterback, can run, but so can Jakari. And if you look back at last year's two games that he really played a lot in Georgia Tech and Clemson, uh, not only did he make defenders miss when he was running, but he makes pass rushers miss as well. Yeah, he's. I was at practice today and, and watched him extensively, and he was... Uh, you know, he, his arm has improved, his accuracy has improved, and he, every time he moves outside the pocket or crosses the line of scrimmage, you can tell that he is different than almost everybody on that field. He is such a, a superior athlete and such a guy that it's really graceful when he runs, but also with that grace, he's, he packs a lot of power. So he's, he's definitely a weapon and it's going to be interesting to see 
how Miami uses him in this ball game. And, uh, you know, he was able to throw it around quite a bit. You know, of course, where Colby Young is not there, he's a, a big target for uh, Miami. But, you know, I think I think Horton's going to – very similar in size, probably a little faster. He really is going to – looks like he's going to take advantage of this opportunity. He had a start earlier this year. But I was, I was pleasantly surprised – by the the amount of energy that was at practice today, the intensity was there, and the, the the amount of fun that those players were having, and I think that's important because there's a lot of opportunity, Joe. I mean, you you think about it, you got two opportunities, on, I believe, on the offensive line. You got it almost at every position group, except maybe tight end is you know is basically a tryout. You've got guys that are getting chances to start that probably would not have started if everybody would have been back. You've got a a revamp, so to speak, secondary. And, you know, Lance Guidry, to me, time and time again, I've said it, has just been phenomenal with how he is constantly piecing together a defense with missing pieces. And Amy is just a shelter at the beginning of the season uh, defensively, but, but they've held on there and done a good job. And I know, you know, his number one priority always is stopping the run. And that's what they're going to have to do between the quarterback and the running back at Rutgers. Yeah, he, I think he uh, he's one of those coaches that uh, when the team is, uh, I guess, you shall we say, handicapped, because they are uh, with so many guys out, uh, I think he's one of those coaches that likes going back to the drawing board and figuring out how do I get my best players on the field. And that's what they're going to try to do on the defensive line. That's what they'll try to do uh, in the secondary as well. Miami and Rutgers, the Pinstripe Bowl is on Thursday, December 28th, right in the middle of the afternoon. We'll be on there at 10 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock kickoff, or just after 2 o'clock kickoff from legendary Yankee Stadium. We'll be in the end zone or behind home plate. The window will be open. It'll be 38 degrees. Just well, you know ahead I'm glad you told. I'm just letting, glad you let me know. So I'm gonna pack my long underwear and yeah. pack up. And I know you. I know you like to, to feel the full effect. And I'm gonna see if I can order a little space heater for your friend Don Bailey because I'm not a big 38 degree guy. As long <laughs> as long as I'm not getting wet. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, I, I don't, Priscilla I don't think it's going to rain. Line, if it's raining on her. Uh-huh. Going to be a little little chilly, but I don't think it's going to rain. But it'll be a nice day at uh, Yankee Stadium. When we come back on the show, we'll hear from uh, Hurricanes running back Mark Fletcher. He's going to join us. So we'll talk about his freshman season and uh, some of his goals coming up for the bowl game. Before we get to that, let me talk to you about uh, Ed Williamson and Williamson Buick GMC. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new Buick from Williamson Buick GMC. It's the holidays. Or how about a GMC? I was down there the other day, had lunch with Ed Williamson. What a dealership. You've got the GMC and the Buick uh, dealership right there. Walk across uh, the walkway. And, of course, there's the uh, the Cadillac dealership. Got it all in one place. Uh, so whether you're in the market for a Buick or a GMC or maybe the Cadillac, I'm driving the X-T4, and it's really spectacular. Now, when we talk about the GMCs, you've got the big daddies, the Yukon, the Sierra, the Terrain, the Acadia, the Canyon. When you talk about the Buick, you got the Encore, the Envision, the Enclaves, and more. You got the X-T4, the X-T5, the Escalade. When you go over to the uh, Williamson side of the dealership, but what stands out above all of it is they're going to be right there ready to help you. It's the holidays, 
Everybody's going to be stressed out, but not. Not at Williamson, not at GMC, not at Buick, not at the Cadillac dealership. No stress there, just outstanding customer service to make your holiday shopping just the right experience for you because nobody has been doing it more or longer than Ed Williamson. Williamson Buick GMC, Williamson Cadillac, located on US-1, just south of the Palmetto. Williamson is Miami. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Snap comes back. Handoff, Fletcher, right side, looking for a block from Cohen. Breaks one tackle. He's at the five, the four, the three. He did it! Touchdown! 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 Miami wins! Mark Fletcher scores at the right pylon! Miami wins! They're going to review it! Hold your breath! They're going to review it! Fletcher powered his way in with a block from Javion Cohen! They go high on him to make the tackle. After further review, the ruling on the field is confirmed. Touchdown. And welcome back to the show. One of the uh, more exhilarating moments of the season. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr. I'm sure you would agree with that, uh, Don Bailey. I I enjoyed that as about as much as anything I've enjoyed in a long time, Joe. That was that was a special special run, and uh, I like to see that the big men got it in. You know, Javion had had a little push involved, and he he got involved in it, and then of course Mark showed what uh, what he was all about as well. All right, Mark Fletcher with us right now on the show. Mark, good evening. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Um, congratulations on a really nice freshman season. What was it like for you this year playing for the University of Miami? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, this year has been a great year. You know, I missed a couple games, but, uh, you know, all I should do is build off of it, and I just can't wait. Mark, on that run that you heard us feature in the highlight there, what did you think about the way that uh, Javion Cohen got involved in it and how you how you guys really used teamwork to get into the end zone? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, it was a lot of um, teamwork going into that play as far as the blocking, but I didn't even know that uh, Big Jibble had even pushed me until after uh, the game and I had seen. So it was just a lot of chaos going on, you know, right after it, people telling me I scored. But, yeah, once I seen the clip and uh, seen him push me up, I went, uh, went up to him and gave him a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I always think, Mark, bowl games like the one you're coming up on, you know, you got to you got to find reasons uh, to be motivated, maybe. But I always think, um, uh, especially for a younger a younger team, young players, well, maybe it's a, a a dress rehearsal for what is to come for the next big thing, because once you get into this uh, uh, playoff and next year the playoffs expand the bigger bowls, um, these, these things there's a lot of pressure. Uh, there's a lot of demand on your time. So I always think that if you're in a bowl game like this one at the Pinstripe Bowl, one of the benefits, maybe a little bit of a dress rehearsal. There are other things, there are other benefits as well. But what what is your approach going into this into this bowl game uh, for the University of Miami playing against Rutgers? Oh, uh, most definitely we're going up there. You know, yes, to have a great experience in a bowl game. The program hasn't been in one in a minute. But we're not just going up there to, you know, have fun you know, New York and Christmas, we're going up there to handle business and, yes, to build off um, for that next year and those upcoming guys in the 24th class joining us in, yes. So we just want to show those guys um, how we can finish off the season and just build off of it. Mark, I was out of practice today, and I, I was very impressed with the entire practice, specifically on, on the indoor. Seems like there's a lot of energy, and you guys were going at it pretty hard, and are excited to be playing in this in this football game. Yes, sir. Most definitely, we uh we love having another opportunity to just showcase all the things that we're capable of, and uh, yeah, we're just excited. We get another chance to you know get our eighth win. Mark, what was it? What was it like for you this season? Also, to stay home. We got some guys that are going to sign up tomorrow. They're going to stay home uh, and and play locally. What was that like for you to be able to? have your family and friends come to Hard Rock Stadium, I suppose, you know, maybe being able to, to go home for dinner now and then. Uh, the experience of the University of Miami and also being able to stay home, why, why was that all a positive for you? It's just beautiful, you know. It couldn't have worked out any better for me. Because I've been succeeding in South Florida, you know, my entire life and um, on each and every level, so... Just for my family to be there with me, they didn't have to go to, like, you know, in a whole other state, you know, anywhere crazy. they still right here at home. It was just a dream come true for me. And I wish that for every South Florida kid when they decide to stay home because I drive past um, I drive past the Hard Rock Stadium all, all the time. And it's just crazy when I'm driving past. I can say I scored in there. Like I'm not a fan anymore watching. I'm actually in the field playing. And it's just there's things of that nature. It's just I'm just happy to be down here. Mark, before you you got on the air with us, Joe and I were talking about how important it was to have a rotation of running backs and how much easier it is on that unit and how much more difficult it is on the opponent when you guys have four or five backs that can go in and at any given time and all be productive, but all have different styles. Tell us how that affects the defense and, and how much you guys like it. Oh yeah. We love that very much. You know, coach Harris, 
he wanted to he preached that in um running back room on the field all the time that he wants to build the best um backfield, the best R B room in the country and that just goes with practicing hard. So each and every one of us just stays on stays on top of our stuff. So when either of us are in the game there's no drop off. The standard is the standard and it makes it very difficult for defenses when we have, you know, they're rotating four backs and they're all fresh and they could go, you know, one could be a power, one could you know, move and it's just it's just very hard to stop and we love that that we could do that and we're gonna to continue to do that. Mark Fletcher, Hurricanes running back, is our guest on the show. Uh, Mark, uh, one of the things that Coach Cristobal has emphasized with this program is they're going to be good in the trenches. They're going to have a good offensive line, a physical offensive line. Uh, what does that mean for you and the, and, and the guys in your running back room to know that uh, your head coach has got an investment, that that's what he emphasizes, uh, to be able to run the football effectively. You have great running backs, but you need some guys in front of you also to pave the way. Oh, yeah, that's that's what every running back wants to hear. And just to show that, like, that's a very a very um, sensitive spot in the office that needs needs work and is going to continue to work because that's that's what wins football games, the trenches. And without the trenches, you're just going to be, you know, just some athletes out there just trying to make plays. But football all gets started in the trenches, especially for things that we want to do, which is run the football. When you're when you're training, Mark, and I'm talking about the, the preparing for this season, uh, the in season, I should say, how much stronger have you gotten, and how much has your conditioning improved? I, I think that a lot of people don't realize how hard you guys work to maintain your strength and even gain strength during the season, and how it pays off. Oh yes, sir. It's it's a lot of hard work, and I know I, when I was before I even got the uh, college training, I'll try to um. You know, just do some little stuff here, like when I was in high school. But it was nothing like <laughs> what I expected. It was real hard work, and my conditioning got way better. I got faster, and it can only get better from here. And yeah, we don't we don't stop lifting even this season. You know, everybody does that, but they have a um, good scheme to um, the trainers for us, and they just keep us healthy and keep us strong. Mark, what was what was your biggest adjustment going from high school? You played at a really high level and played a lot of high school games against really great competition. But now you've had a year under your belt of college football. Looking at the defenses, what was the biggest surprise, challenge, uh, adjustment for you? Was it the speed, the size? What what stood out for you about college football? Uh, really, the speed of the game. Um... Yeah, I have to say that at first, but once you know like you're, what you're doing and you you just rep it, once you get reps, real reps, everything just starts to slow down for you. So I'll say really the speed of the game, but once I started, you know, being able to just be free because I know what I'm doing, it slows down, and then I can just play football how I always have. Mark, when you how about when you without the football? I know Coach Harris is big on that, and Coach Cristobal is big on that. That that every back no every back we know can run the football. It's what you do without it, how you are in blocking, uh, pass yes, pro, sir. receiving, all of those things. How have you made that so important for you and done so well with it? I never wanted to be like a one trick pony, so 
So I just focused on all those things as far as pass blocking, you know, just being able to read the defense. If I see something, tell the receiver. But, yeah, it all counts what you do without the football because, like you said, yes, every running back can run, but what can you do? Like, can you fake? Like, can you carry out your fake? Like, it's, it's so many things that go into what you do without the football. So Coach Harris emphasizes a lot of stuff, a lot of things of that too. Not taking a playoff even when you don't have the ball. Uh, we can't talk about specific uh, players, new players coming into the program, but you're you're probably mm-hmm. pretty familiar with uh, some of the scuttlebutt out there. Players from you probably played with or against or uh, competed with or against. How excited are you to see the Calvary coming in to see the way Coach Cristobal is is building this program? I know he's picking up guys who want to work and who are willing to win. I know he's picking up winners. So when they when they just come in and they develop the culture, they already have a winning mindset. So that's just going to make it gritty for all of us. So I love the guys that he's picking up, and I love the fact that I know them. <laughs> how how special is it? I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but Coach Cristobal is really doing a great job of making sure that that the great players stay home and, and and what's your message to the guys? I mean, you, you were involved in recruiting and you're involved with, with helping players make a decision here. What do you tell them? I just, well, really, I like when I compare it to my situation a lot, you know, I just tell them it'll be easier for your family to see down here than go anywhere else. But really at the end of the day, it's a decision you got to make. And I never put any pressure on the kid, you know, because I know at the end of the day, you're going to have to make that decision for yourself because you're the one who's going to be working out. You're the one who's going to be, you know, doing all this extra stuff, got to lock in. And, you know, your people are just going to come watch you. So I just give them advice as far as that. And I just get real up and personal, and they just do what they do. <laughs> all right, Mark. Mark Fletcher has been our guest. Hurricanes will be in New York. And uh, I have a crystal ball. My crystal ball says this is not going to be your last trip to New York while I'm, while you are a Miami Hurricane. And I don't think the next trip to New York for you is going to be for a bowl game after this one. I think there's uh, perhaps another trip to New York in your future as a Miami Hurricane. So uh, uh, I think that's the way things will unfold for you. Yes, sir. It's in God's hands. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you being on the show, and we look forward to watching you at Yankee Stadium. And uh, thanks again for being with us. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a great night. All right. That's uh, that's Mark Fletcher, Hurricanes running back Mark Fletcher, who I would not be surprised, Don, if he doesn't end up one day in New York at that uh, little ceremony they have in December. Well, I hope uh, I hope he does, Joe. I mean, we've won a lot of football games, and – that mean that that uh, offensive line has done a great job, and the defense has played good. We haven't we haven't had that that type of excitement around here in a long time, and I, I'd hope that I hope it happens for him because believe me, if it could happen for anybody, it could happen for him. Well, for a running back, he's a big dude, and big dudes have big dude strength, and that's what he has. Yeah, he. You know, the thing that I like about him is is, you know, we hit on it quite a bit. I like the fact that he's he's so powerful, but and he's unselfish. To me, when you, you see a guy that does so much blocking, uh, 
and is involved in every aspect of it, they get it. You know, they're they just they're not there for carries. They're 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 there for the offense to be productive. They understand how it's supposed to be. They understand that uh, every play matters in the entire game. And you you know you go back to him as a freshman, Joe. I mean, he last year or you know this season. When you think about it, he was in some big time games and he showed up. You you couldn't tell if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't know if he was a freshman or a senior. And I think that's about as big a compliment as you can give a guy. Uh, what I like is he's a really sincere kid, and I hope that uh, our audience enjoyed that because you certainly could hear it coming through the radio. And uh, he's one of those players that you just want to root for. So uh, I'm glad he's on the hurricane side. I'm glad he stayed home. I hope his parents really enjoyed the opportunity to watch him at home this season. And I think there are going to be a whole bunch more uh, that have that same opportunity here uh, after tomorrow. At any rate, uh, you'll be going to New York before us, so I'll see you uh, uh, in the city before uh, before the game. I'll see you up there uh, the, the day before the game. Yes, you will, Joseph. I'm going up on uh, on Christmas Day and. Looking forward to spending a day or two in, in, in New York City. It'll be great, and uh, if I don't, I'm sure I'll see you. But if I don't, happy holidays to you and Cheryl and Haley and your mom, and happy holidays to all our Hurricane listeners. All right, we'll be talking with you. That's uh, Don Bailey Jr. joining us on the show. When we come back, we'll go with uh, 247 Sports. Steve Wiltfong will be joining us. We'll talk more recruiting as we continue right after this. Early signing period. All kinds of pancake flipping going on. Director of Recruiting 247 Sports, Steve Wilfong is our guest. Steve, thanks for being with us. Good evening. I know it's a very busy time for you. Uh, thanks for being with us. Boys, thanks for having me on. Miami's always one of the schools that makes it very busy. Mario Cristobal and his staff go as hard as anybody on the recruiting trail, and it is paying off this cycle. Hurricanes have the number six class in the country per 24-7 sports, and they have a chance to finish in the top five when all said and done. Yeah, what do you like about the class? Well, I think right away you look at the defensive line. You know, uh, last year Miami went out and signed arguably the best offensive line class in the country, and this year they put an emphasis on trying to sign one of the best defensive line classes in the country, five-star uh, defensive lineman Justin Scott out of Chicago, who they flipped from Ohio State is the bell cow of the class. And they also beat Ohio State for prize edge rusher Marquise Lightfoot, also from the Windy City. There's a big one out there for Miami still, Armando Blunt. He's a top 50 overall recruit uh, currently committed to Florida State, but like the way it's trending for the Hurricanes here late in the cycle. Mario Cristobal is doing what he's always done, recruit at a high level. Uh, what, what do you think What uh, makes him such a good recruiter? Well, he's passionate about uh, recruiting, first of all. He's passionate about Miami, so you combine yeah. those things. He's eloquent in his message. He's genuine in his message, and people are excited about it. This is a place that he wants to restore, and he always says, hey, if it's done right, there's no reason why Miami can't win at the level that this fan base grew accustomed to in the past. And he's gone out and really shored things up around the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. It's still going to take time to develop these guys. A lot of them are teenagers. They've had some success in the portal. They've landed a lot of skill talent uh, in the secondary and at wide receiver and running back. And, you know, 
they they have a young quarterback that they're excited about, but maybe they can also still land one of the uh, best best guys in the portal there uh, in Cam Ward. Yeah, I want to get to that in a moment, but along the high school front, uh, I, I don't know if people around the country they know the South Florida is a is a very fertile recruiting spot. I don't know if they know how many high schools are in this area. There are just so many high schools that are close to each other. And my point is this. Often I'll go to a high school game and you can hear, or in the past you would hear, oh, Dabo Sweeney's coming to visit. Oh, Nick Saban's coming to visit. Oh, Coach Dave from Ohio State is coming in tomorrow for dinner. But now Miami has their answer because when those guys come in of equal stature, I believe in the home is Mario Cristobal. Yeah, Mar- Mario Cristobal's got some rock star status in the area. You know, he loves recruiting South Florida, and he loved doing that when he was at FIU, loved doing it at Alabama, and loved doing it at Oregon. But now he gets to do it for a school that he has tremendous amount of love for, where he grew up, where he played football, and a place that he really believes he can turn into a national championship caliber program. And when he sits down in someone's living room and eats a meal with them and breaks bread here late in the process, they can feel that energy coming off him. Steve Wiltfong, 24-7 Sports uh, Director of Recruiting, is our guest. High school recruiting, uh, is it still going to be the bread and butter for teams? Uh, there's, I guess, the stat out there about who wins the national championship. It's always been uh, the teams that have had the number one class, number two class, number three class, whatever. Is that still going to be the standard? Yeah, in my opinion, your foundation of your program is going to be recruiting the high school level well you know Miami's got 26 players committed when you look at the top 10 top 15 of the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings these are national title caliber programs that have over 20 high school players committed across the board you use the portal as a place to supplement your roster maybe you had some injuries maybe you had some early defections to the NFL Maybe you didn't evaluate that room to the level you wanted to, or maybe you're a powerhouse program and there's just a great unexpected player that goes in the portal that he would improve any football team and you have the chops to go out and get them. The portal is just a supplement to what you do high school-wise and development-wise, uh, but it can certainly help, help you find a couple extra wins if you hit on the right guys in the portal. Steve, uh, Coach Cristobal doing well in South Florida. But he's also made it clear, like the other Miami championship teams back in 2001, the great team that in 2000, those, those teams did have players from outside this area. And Miami's always had, uh, for their championship teams, good luck with, with national recruits. And that's what Coach Cristobal is also uh, uh, coming away with, doing very well with, right? Yeah, they're going to recruit guys that they think can help win a national championship, and certainly their footprint's going to start uh, in that um, radius in South Florida. But if Chicagoland's got elite defensive linemen and pass rushers, they're going to go up there and do what they got to do to land these guys, and they did just that with Justin Scott and Marquise Lightfooter. They're going to go to Georgia and flip an electric receiver uh, from the Bulldogs in, in my car. And so – they're going to tr- recruit nationally in spots, but certainly home cooking is going to be a major part of this recipe as they try and get this program back to prominence. Are there? There must be guys. There, I was going to say, are there guys in this class? I'm, let me rephrase that to 
Uh, there must be, because it's a big class of 26, 27 players in this class that you think that will be able to step in and contribute next year, similar to the way uh, Mark Fletcher did this season or some of the other freshmen that have played for Miami. Yeah, well, I mean, they're counting on these D linemen to come in and, and give them something and, and, and push the room. So, I mean, I think obviously it starts with, with Justin Scott, but there's a lot of those guys that they'll they'll count on there. Um, you know, Markel Bell is an offensive tackle from the JUCO ranks, number one offensive tackle in the 24-7 sports JUCO rankings, number four player overall. He's six foot eight and a half, three 340 pounds. You're not recruiting him to be number two on your depth chart, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's going to get harder and harder for young guys to play as they continue to get the talent where they want. But it's going to be a place where the best players are going to play and they're going to find opportunities for these young guys to get on the field. And if you recruit a player of a certain strat stature, like a Zaquan Patterson, who's the number 47 overall player in the 24-7 sports rankings, those guys are going to be tough to keep off the field no matter how talented your roster is. It's just not – you just don't want to be a program counting on – 27 18 and 19 year olds to win 12 games it's just not that's just not the recipe but they can certainly enhance what you got going on until it's their turn to fully take the baton yeah well i think you hit on one thing there for sure i think one of the biggest problems that miami's had in this in this gap is uh they've had to spend so much time playing with freshmen and sophomores and maybe juniors but a lot of freshmen and sophomores over the last I don't know, 15 to 18 years where they've not been uh, old enough or physical enough. Now the portal portal does help you get older, but uh, much like Miami's success in basketball, using their juniors and seniors to beat Duke's freshmen and sophomores, that's what's happened to Miami in football, just reversed. So I think it's important uh, – that these guys do have a chance uh, to to develop for uh, Coach Cristobal. Steve Wilfong is our guest, Director of Recruiting of 24-7 Sports. We had a, a few flips last night in Miami's favor. Uh, do you think we'll, Miami will get more good news tomorrow? Yeah, you know, you mentioned the flips last night, the one of Jordan Lyle, running back, homegrown, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, flipping from Ohio State, uh, running back continues to be a point of emphasis for Miami is they continue to try and be dynamic and, and, and be more explosive on offense. And then, yeah, you know, a couple flips that potentially in the works, you know, they're still swinging at Jeremiah Smith, He's the number one player in the country committed to Ohio state since uh, last year. Uh, but he, he, he visited Miami several times. He had coach Cristobal in his home at the end and Miami and Florida state are doing what they can to try and flip Jeremiah Smith. I, I, you know, the Intel says right now, as I talk to you that I think he'll stick, but you, you never know. And the Intel could change uh, minute by minute. Armando Blunt. Um, I do think uh, he'll flip from Florida state. Uh, and then a Darius Hayes is a top two, four, seven linebacker committed to Florida that Miami's got a chance to flip here at the end. I like the quarterback up at Chaminade. Uh, I guess maybe he's going to go to NC State, but yep, I thought there would be more people hold. craving for him. Or is he a guy that could be uh, flipped also? Well, I think Miami uh, looked into it a little bit, but he's going to stick with NC State. And, you know, Coach Doran and those guys have done a fantastic job up there uh, at North Carolina State uh, as they've had some, some of their best seasons in program history. You know, they went 9-3 and three this year. There's not too many campaigns 
I think they've only won over 10 games one time in program yeah. history. So uh, Coach Doran, I think if you remember back to the COVID season, they had nine wins going into the bowl game, and the other team had to forfeit, and they were going for 10, and it was a right. very pivotal. Uh, Doran was pissed, for lack of better yeah. words. Yeah, he's done, he's done a very good job there. There's no question about that. Uh, when we toss the uh, – I don't know if you got, how you do this, but if you toss the portal players into the mix, uh, how does that maybe change Miami's class? Does that change the rankings of a lot of your classes uh, that you look at or you just want to – or do you uh, just want to always evaluate them uh, on their – high school recruiting no so we have portal rankings at 24 7 sports miami's got three commitments uh, out of the portal right now zach carpenter was an offensive lineman and uh, an all big 10 caliber player from indiana it's going to come in and play center you know that was a pretty big recruiting win for miami uh savian riley uh from vanderbilt and cj clark a defensive lineman from nc state are also here and so at 24 7 you can there's a couple of ways, you know, we have the high school rankings and then we have the transfer rankings and then we have the combined rankings of the two. And when you combine Miami's transfer class with their high school class, it's also the number six overall class in the country right now. All right. The sixth overall class. I, will that give Miami, I guess Miami and Florida state are battling in there for a top. How, how will that shake out uh, in the well, state of Florida? We have Miami, Florida state, Florida, UCF, uh, how will those rankings shake out? Yeah, and UCF, I think they got the number two class right now in the Big 12. So in their in their lane that they're driving in, you know, they're recruiting one of the better classes in their conference. I think they're having, you know, they've had a lot of early success with Coach Malzahn. They got a chance to be a consistent ten game winner. And if you win your, if you win the Big 12, and hell, if you finish second in the Big 12, maybe even you got a yeah. chance to make the playoff in this extended new playoff world that we're going to go into. So UCF's kind of in a sweet spot there in their new conference uh, in, in the landscape that they're able to recruit. And they got some four-star guys in the fold. And then, you know, for Miami, Florida, and, and Florida State, they they each have some elite guys committed. They each have some elite guys that could potentially flip. Uh, actually, I don't know if Miami has some elite guys. I don't. I don't have anyone in Miami's class on flip watch right now. So good for oh Kevin Riley, running back. I think they could lose him. But but uh, uh, Miami, you know, Florida and Florida State, they got to guard the guys they got, and, and then they're trying to close strong with some other targets. I think I think uh, Miami um, went all said and done. I think I kind of like them to finish with the number one class in the state, but. Florida State, they're at number four right now. Um, we'll see if they can hang on to K.J. Bolden or what they still got left out there. All right. Sounds very good. All right, Steve, people want to get in touch with you or read your stuff or uh, get more information on recruiting uh, through your site. How do they do it? Well, thanks for doing that. 247sports.com is our URL, www.miami.247sports.com, another website that would be great for you guys. All right, Steve, uh, Director of Recruiting, 24-7 Sports. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate it, and uh, we're going to keep a close eye on recruiting because, as we know, usually great recruiting leads to uh, great results on the field. And uh, so we'll keep a close eye on that. I think Coach Cristobal is doing well, and uh, thanks for being with us on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy holidays. See ya. All right, that's uh, Steve Wolfong with us.
concluding this hour of football talk uh, with Mark Fletcher and Don Bailey Jr. and Steve Wilfong. Still to come, we're going to talk some basketball. Hurricanes will be back in action on Thursday night. Women back in action tomorrow. Stay with us as we continue on the show right after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.